Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trans Questioning Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and today I've got some things to talk about. I don't know if you knew this, but podcasts are an auditory medium through which words are delivered by way of sound waves that are projected uh, through speakers or potentially buds of speakers in your ear. I guess it's always speakers, isn't it? It's not like you're playing a podcast through your gramophone. Do you have a gramophone? Hashtag I have a gramophone. I don't have a gramophone. Anyway, it is August 22nd and I'm going to be playing for you some more uh, clips and things that I've recorded over the last few weeks. The, there's there's one clip that was part of an earlier episode, but that episode ran long and I decided to cut it because it's a really dark moment in an otherwise not so dark episode. So we're going to play it here. And I'm just going to say like kind of a trigger warning for uh, abandonment and loss of friends. So, yeah, if you're somebody who's had people sort of leave you behind because of your gender or sexuality, maybe that bit is one that you want to skip. And that bit is coming up next. So uh, just once once you hear the music, just keep on skipping forward until you hear the music again. Uh, I believe that section is about 20 minutes. I'm not sure. And I'm going to be too lazy to uh, edit in the time code. But I will take a note right now. Fuck, there isn't a there isn't a pen nearby. I even thought to myself, I should... Oh, there's a pen. There was a pen. Perfect. I will leave a note for myself. Dear future Sarah... Put the time code of the sad thing in the description of the episode. I'm not sure what that means, but I'll be sure to read it and try to remember to do it in the future. Anyway, after that, there's a couple more update things. At least one, maybe two. I might be misremembering. Uh, I'm recording this before having edited it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. After after those sections, I'll be back with even more news. Uh, that's a good uh, YouTube show, by the way. Even more news. Hosted by Cody Johnston. Hey, Cody, if you listen to this podcast, I'd love to talk to you about Lost. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, here we go. So I guess we'll talk a little bit about my final thoughts on Italy as if I'm never going to talk about it again. I'm definitely going to talk about it again at some point in the future. It'll probably just come up forever. I'm going to be one of those people now who's like, well, when I was going snowshoeing in Aspen, why is it always Aspen? Anyway, I, uh, my, my initial thought somebody should do like a comparison of like my optimism uh, a couple of months ago before I left versus how I feel now. I'm glad I went. It was a good time. I um, I'm glad that I started HRT before I went because it was a very emotional trip and I was very happy about that. And I am many of the emotions were negative, which was not great. Um, I cried in front of my fellow trip, my fellow travelers, uh, at least once there were, 
I guess I cried in front of different ones at different times because of activities. Um, there's a point when we went to uh, the Uffizi Museum in Florence, and there was a, a temporary exhibition of the works of, uh, uh, is it Max Koenig? That doesn't sound right. Uh, Fritz, Fritz Koenig. Um, and there was stuff in there about 9-11 and the Holocaust that made me really like emotional. Um, there are other times when I cried in front of people, and that was kind of awkward, but you know, whatever. It's good to it's good to be in touch with your emotions. I think the big takeaway for me is that, and I know I've said this a couple of times already, but the next time that I travel, and I do want to travel again, I I enjoyed it. I don't want to do it alone. And I know I didn't technically do this alone. I was with a bunch of people, but they're people that were strangers to me, and they were good. They, they were they were radical. <laughs> they were they were really good to hang out with. I enjoyed my time with them. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed my time with them. I've not had good luck with the uh, the the roll of the dice, the uh, the young person lottery in the past when it came to college. So I was glad to have it hit out of the park this time, with an exception. But it's a uh, uh, it was still like none of these were people that I was close with. Oh, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about. Um, my good friend who uh, uh, moved out to California. It was one of my roommates before um, one of the earlier episodes of this show. Uh, it's called um, Emotional Breakdown ASMR. I still think about that episode because that one was rough. Um, and in a way, I, that to me is sort of the weirdly like one of my favorite ones that I've done, I've done because that was a moment when I was able to like actually capture a moment and a moment when I was able to actually capture a moment. And, and that's something that I want to do with this show, but I, I, I'm lazy as fuck. So it's been hard for me. There's a lot of things that I wanted to capture that I just didn't because I wasn't ready. Um, and so, yeah, but there was that episode, it, and so the person that I was uh, having an emotional breakdown about in that episode um, a long time ago, uh, he studied abroad for a while. And I think he was gone for a whole semester. Um, and I was talking to him the whole time. Uh, we did like Skype chats and stuff like that. And I heard stories from him all the time. And um, he had a rough time while he was there, but. It was, it was, I was thinking about that a lot where it's like, I wish like he should be here. He should be on the other end of a, of a screen for me. Um, you know, I wish I could share, I wish uh, there's a lot that I wish that I could share with him. Um, there's a lot that I'm really, you know, it just sucks to know like there's this constant background radiation of like my closest friend is not a part of my life anymore. And it's, it seems like he could go the rest of his life and never talk to me again and be perfectly fine. And it, 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 it hurts me because I still think the world of him and I still, 
blame myself for everything that went wrong. Um, even as I've tried really hard to accept that, like, it wasn't all my fault. And there's a lot that I'm like, I had, I've, I've had a number of realizations. I'm not sure how much of this I've gone into on the show and how much of it was just stuff that I wrote in my journal. But realizing that I, sort of thinking about things that he said at different points uh, in our friendship when we started our, our collaborative project um, and and realizing that there was a fair bit of hypocrisy and some unintentional gaslighting and, you know, as inattentive as I was, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't doing the same either. I don't know. It doesn't matter anymore, but it does. I just, I had a friend over yesterday um, to watch a movie. We watched um, Still Walking by Hirokazu Koreeda, which is a movie that I love and a director that I love. Um, she had come over to... Um, what did, Why was she over? I can't remember why she came over the first time. Uh, but we've been friends for a while, and uh, she came over, and every time I see her, it's sort of like... We, we threaten to like, we should, we should hang out more. We should watch movies. Cause we always talk about, we're, we're, I know we're from the film program. Uh, and you know, I have this collection of movies that most of which I haven't watched. And she looks at him and is like, Oh, we should watch this. And then, you know, she leaves and never do anything. So I've like, you know, kept texting her like, Hey, we should actually do this. I want to, I want to keep up with this. I want to actually hang out with a person and, and be social. And so she actually came over yesterday and we watched still walking. And, um, after it was over, we sat and we talked for a while and it kept getting later. And, um, I got to a point where like she needed to go and, uh, like go get food and go home and, you know, not sleep because, uh, she's insomnia. She's got insomnia. She is insomnia. Uh, and I sort of kept joking cause I, I talked to, uh, she said that she'd wanted to watch something like Asian. And so I went through like my list of Japanese films that I have. Uh, and we, um, it was sort of like, do you want to watch like something samurai? Do you want to watch something that's more comedy? It's like family drama, and that's how we got to uh, still walking. But at one point, I did pull up Shin Godzilla and like, where we could watch this because this movie's fucking rad. And um, after that was over, I was sort of jokingly like, hey, hey, we should watch Shin Godzilla now. And um, as she was getting ready to leave and like talking about stuff, I kind of against my better judgment was like, oh yeah, that's more than enough time to watch Shin Godzilla. And uh, I kind of realized it, what I was doing. And this is something that goes back a long ways with me of like not knowing when enough is enough. Like when I've got a good thing, I just want it to last forever. Um, but I really didn't want to leave, you know? And um, I felt kind of creepy for being like, oh, but we should stay and watch this other movie. It's only midnight, you know? Um, 
and it wasn't that creepy. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, I know objectively I wasn't being like gross or weird. It was just something that I, like an emotion that I, I noticed in myself. Um, and, you know, after she left, I sort of trudged back into my room and just feeling like, you know, I don't, I don't have friends around here. I don't have people. I'm trying to build more friendships and slowly working on it, but it's still like, I mean, you know, like I started this episode, you know, I've just been overruled with, with apathy and sitting here by myself, staring at the screen with all these projects I should be working on and I'm not working on any of them. And there's absolutely nothing that's pulling me into my responsibilities and, like I could just sit here forever. And it just sucks. It just fucking sucks. That like... As soon as I came out... Is when our friendship really started to fall into decline. It was almost exactly a year ago... That I came out to everybody. And uh, I actually... I could probably grab my journal and see. Because I have my journal right here. Let's see. I haven't written in this. Oh, wow. 8.14, told the roommates. Yeah, so uh, a year and a day ago, exactly, I uh, uh, I came out to my roommates. So let's see. Yeah, no, so it was the 12th of August. Uh, yeah. Um, satellite thoughts coming back around again. Am I trans? That should be an easy question to answer. And yet, ellipsis, I've never felt dissatisfied with my gender in so many words, but the more I read, the more it seems like this is an answer to my neuroses. <laughs> really, without the possibility of ever being opened to me, would I even think about the quest- think to question my gender? To pin my depression on being somehow in the wrong body? In truth, I can remember so many things that it would make sense of. My embarrassment at my hair and weight, my uh, run-ins with femininity, my disinterest in most things masculine. And this is familiar, right? Like I, I suspected I was gay and I didn't want to be because society decided I was gay, didn't like it, suspected I was bi, suspected I was asexual. All these have rounded me closer to a truth, but never gotten me quite there. I'm not really into men sexually, but I don't feel straight either. I don't particularly enjoy (laughs) vanilla sex, but I'm not truly asexual. I just need a lot of pretense and story. Uh, The question is, if all the barriers were removed, would I want to be trans? Would attempting to adopt a feminine appearance make me happier? Forget my hair, my face, my shape, society, all of it. Would this make me feel more comfortable in my skin? I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. I haven't opened this in a while. And there's so many, so much time to skip in this journal, and I don't know. 
So much I didn't document. So many things that I just don't remember. And so I had this, I had this realization and this like, you know, here I am, here's this thing that I feel so strongly about. And my best friend in the world, like, just I came out to him a year ago, a year and a day ago. I stood in the room and I, I, I told them, you know, I think I'm trans. And I left the room because I was so embarrassed. And they didn't ask questions. They didn't. They were as supportive as they they could be, I guess. Like, he should have... Uh, there's so much he could have done. There's so much that I could have done. I know it's not just his fault. A lot of it is my fault. I got myself in this situation. <sighs> I just miss... I know this is something I've said on the show before, but this like, you know, he, he's somebody that I would go to with everything and anything, any, any development in my life, you know, if, if any emotion, I would, I would send him a message and be like, Hey, this is my day. And, and, and we talk about it. And I did the same for him and we talked all the time and it was, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was, it was, it, it was a perfectly, oiled machine I guess and that's just gone and I just don't know like if I could ever find that again in a friend or anybody else if I could trust it to last you trust anything to last <sighs> fuck I did not intend to go in this direction this episode. I apologize. Um, I mean, I wanted to capture moments, right? <sighs> there we go. There's a moment. So it is August 18th, 2018. Lots of eights in this date. Um, it's 2.10 p.m. I'm about to go to the campus and pick up a book and start working on an essay that's due tomorrow. Two essays, actually. I've been putting it off because I've been tired and depressed and now I cannot put it off any longer, and I'm going to write some shitty essays and hopefully get a passing grade. I guess we'll see. I thought about just not, you know, just not, not doing them. Because um, I don't need these credits to graduate. But I did get a fair chunk of change in order to do those programs. So, like, if I were to fail those classes... I might owe that money back. So that would be a bad thing. 
Yeah. So, it'll be interesting. I'm not used to writing history papers. I'm so used to film things where it's like I can come up with a thesis and then, you know, I always wait to write my essays until the last possible second. But usually I have like an idea of what I want to say. But in this case, it's like, what even is my thesis? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'll figure it out, I guess. Got some coffee, got some Adderall, I'll figure it out. Uh, you can probably tell by, vo- by my voice that I'm feeling shitty, and that's because, surprise, surprise, I am. So, yesterday was kind of cool. Yesterday and today, I guess, because um, I went out and did some stuff with a friend. Um, we had like a little film worker mixer thing um, that there were a handful of people that I knew there, but most of them I didn't know. And um, a lot of it was just standing around talking and drinking beer. And that was fun. Um, a little awkward because I'm not used to like being out in public. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not much of a socialite, uh, which might surprise you. We, um, but we, we dropped our stuff off at a friend of, of hers house. Um, and, uh, I met the person who lived there and then this morning we hung out, but, um, when, um, so the friend that I went up there with, um, she and a few other people are ones who, uh, by my request have, uh, started calling me Sarah and have done so for a few months now. And, you know, that's, there are some of the only ones who do that. Um, and so this friend always gives me, whenever she introduces me to new people, she sort of leaves it up to me to, to decide whether I say my old name or Sarah. Um, and usually I default to my old name because it feels like I don't know. Nobody, nobody knows when they when they see my face. Yeah, when they see you, when they see me, they they don't see a woman. So, um, this time I uh, introduced myself as Sarah, and this person was like, "Oh, Sarah. Okay, nice to meet you." There's always that sort of snap moment of like, "Oh, oh, okay," which is fine. You know, that's. It's fine. That's how it goes. Um, and then throughout the day, I sort of did that. So when we were at the mixer, that's how I introduced myself. Because um, I have been in my brain, like, going closer and closer to wanting to to go full-time with that name. Um, and, like, when it comes to going out full time in in girl mode. I still don't know what that looks like because like I'm wearing all of my female clothes all the time now. It's just t-shirts and pants. And they're like form-fitting things and they're very colorful and I like them a lot. But they do not a woman in profile make such as it such as anything can. Really so much of it has to do with the hair which is not something that I have right now. I'm slowly growing it out, I guess, but it's still very short, you know, less than an inch. 
So it'll be a while before I have any kind of long hair and probably longer before my bald patches have thickened up enough that it will be an even spread of hair. Um, <clears throat> but of course, the uh, the big like thing that is exhausting to me is my facial hair. And I seem to hit this depression after every single uh, laser hair session. Uh, right about a week after, I, um, you know, at that point, I'm like looking for results. And I'm like, come on, where's what's has anything? And of course, nothing has really changed because it takes time. Um, but it just, you know, it always gets me so depressed. Like, why isn't there more effects? We went real hard with this one. Where's where's the where's the, the, the results? I want my facial hair gone. I want it gone. I feel like that's going to be the point at which I'll feel most comfortable, you know, asking people to call me Sarah all the time because it, it, it is like a big visual problem. Um, but I've come really close to changing my name on Facebook, which is a big step in that, like a lot of people, Facebook is the only way that I keep in contact with a lot of my family and um, extended friends, despite the fact that Facebook is a hellscape of garbage. Um, but so is Twitter, and so is all social media. So we're all fucked anyway, right? But um, I don't know. I want to. I'm already, like, contemplating going to all my professors at my department and being like, hey, call me Sarah from now on. And on the one hand, like, that's awesome. I'm excited to hit that point, but it's also terrifying. And I'm somebody who speaks up in class a lot. And so it'll it'll be like, you know, yes, Sarah, you know, when they point at me. And so that'll be like outing me to everybody in the room which is scary. I don't know. All of this is so exhausting. And there's the fact that I'm probably going to have to move soon, like right after I got my room situated for production and I haven't even gotten the chance to really use it yet. And I was so excited to, it's like, I was waiting. I haven't been able to get anything done because I've got these essays looming over my brain. And it's like, I, it's it's a really frustrating thing that my brain does when I have something that I have to do and it's on a deadline. It's all that I can think about, but I'm locked in a state of inaction. And so it's like, I want to I need to be working on this, but I'm not. And so I don't do anything, but I can't do anything else because all I can think about is how I need to be working on that those essays. So it's like I just can't get anything done. So the last two weeks, I've just been sitting around doing absolutely nothing. And I, you know, finished putting my room together and I'm I was so excited to get it, you know, going, get it, get, get, get started on production shit. And now it's just not, I'm just going to have to tear it all down again, put it all back together in a different room, which is fine. The place where we might be going to, 
is uh, carpeted, so the audio will be better. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a nicer place. Bills are about the same. It's like it's a good thing altogether. It's just maybe I'm maybe I'm hesitant to leave this house because it's got I don't know. It's familiar. I like familiar things. Um, I'll have to walk farther to get to a bus stop. So I'm probably going to have to fix my bike for the first time in like two years. I've got to take it into the shop and they're going to take one look at it and be like, wow, this is going to cost some money. Um, but I mean, I feel like the reason why it kept butt breaking on me before was that I was really overweight and this will be the first time I'm riding on it. And after having lost, um, damn near a hundred pounds, uh, so hopefully once I get it fixed, it'll s- fucking stay fixed, which would be really nice. I bought a really nice bike a long time ago whenever I first moved here. Um, the idea being like, I'll have a really nice bike that won't break on me because all my bikes always end up breaking on me. Um, and I got this really nice like Trek bike, which is a pretty good brand. And, um, after a while, like the same kind of issues that always happened to me with bikes started happening. I kept having to take it in to the shop to get it looked at. And finally, you know, after it happened again, where it's like either a, 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 a tube popped or uh, one of the spokes came undone. It's like I just gave up and like just let it sit there in the in the garage and uh, just kept to the bus. <sighs> yeah, I said I got to get that fixed and hopefully it won't break anymore. I don't know why I'm so depressed. I guess I'm realizing like, oh, I need to be around people more. I have not been exposed to much sun lately. It'll be good to move, I guess. Be in a different place. Guy has a cat, so that's good. I bought my first bras online, so that's something. Those are coming in the mail tomorrow, which is cool and terrifying. (laughs) Cause like, I mean, that's, that's a big step. It's not, it's not that, I don't know. Every step is a big step for me. Hmm. It's happening. You know, I can't hide much longer. Ugh. Which is good, and it's bad. And I hope my fucking beard goes away by the time it becomes impossible to hide anymore. Uh, Yeah. Alright. Welcome back, everybody. So it's August 22nd. I can't remember if I said that at the beginning of this episode, but uh, it feels it's worth reiterating. It took two seconds of our lives. It's taken longer now because I have to keep saying this and I just won't stop. Anyway, so uh, I it's Wednesday now. Um, so I've been back in school for three days. It's my last semester of college 
which is pretty fucking wild, I guess. So that's something. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do, what to feel, how to feel about that. So uh, that's a that's going to be an ongoing disaster. Um, first, I want to say this episode, I believe, will have come out after my interview with Shannon Strucci. Uh, and if it hasn't, then I will bleep out that name, I guess, and then cut here. Uh, if you're still hearing my voice, that means that you've either heard my interview with Shannon Strucci or you uh, are aware that it happened, but skipped it for whatever reason. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that interview. Um, I'm pretty sure Shannon did, too. She got uh, pretty, pretty riled up a couple of times, which I was happy about. I um, I wanted to say a couple of quick things about that before I get on to some other stuff. Uh, just if it sounds like I'm like really obsessed in that episode, I, I mean, it's hard to say that I'm not like really deep into the YouTube scene, uh, but I I watched basically all of her videos uh, the day before our interview. And if if you go back and listen to my interview with Carter Manier, I went back and read all of her comics. Uh, I've tracked I tracked down podcasts that she was on and like video like panel appearances that she did. Uh, so it's a matter of research, not necessarily obsession. And that's like I like their work. I, I love their work, but it, I consider it a matter of professional uh, pride to be aware of the things that they've done. Um there, I listened to a couple of episodes, uh, a couple of podcasts that Shannon was on, and I was very aware of the kinds of things that people asked her and kind of the way that they talked around her. Uh, so I tried very hard to do something different. And what I want to do in like interviews with people is um, I have I have questions that I want to ask. Uh, and ideas that I want to explore. But in a general sense, um, I'm more interested in giving whoever it is the opportunity to talk about shit that they maybe don't get the opportunity to talk about that much. Because I am not like super devoted to the idea that this is only a trans thing. Like obviously Shannon Strucci isn't trans. Um, but I felt like her experience as a woman uh, on the internet, uh, particularly one who is um, kind of uh, uh, what's the what's the term? Gender non-conforming or just sort of gender ne- gender neutral? I don't know. I'm I'm fucking that up. But uh, she doesn't she doesn't uh, uh, perform femininity the way that some some uh, cisgender women do. Um, so her experience is uh, super interesting, and I think informs a lot of. Uh, like fills out the margins of some of our other conversations about gender roles and the ways that we sort of slot into society. And I actually have another interview coming up next week with another YouTuber that I actually just uh, sealed today. And I think that will be an excellent sort of extension of that conversation with Shannon. But um, the other thing that I want to say about that interview is that um I feel kind of weird about some of the things that I said, and I haven't edited that episode yet, so it's possible that they don't even show up. But I um, I was very nervous because I am a fan of her work, uh, and I'm a fan of uh, the the circle of people that she's in. Um, I mean, uh, uh, ContraPoints, 
um, Natalie, Natalie Wynn. She's somebody, um, the, I believe in the very first episode of this podcast, I talked about how her, um, dysphoria video is, was one of the big things that helped me come to terms with being trans. And I even said that last week, so I don't need to reiterate that, but I, um, you know, I, I follow a lot of their work and I really like it. And I really admire Shannon Strucci's work. Um, so I was nervous to talk to her and I was maybe a bit overprepared and, uh, uh, I made the mistake of not having questions written out. I instead kind of had an outline of like ideas that I wanted to cover. Uh, so we hit a lot of the bases, but I don't think we dove in as deep as I wanted to. I still think it was a good conversation, uh, but it it didn't it didn't go the places that I, I I entirely wanted it to, and I don't think I always conducted myself um, as 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 well as I should have. But it's entirely possible that this is just I did the same thing with Carta after after talking to her, and I'm sure I'll do the same thing with everybody that I ever talk to, which is just sort of the standard like doubting oneself, um, feeling like an imposter and like, Oh God, I've, I'm sure I offended them and made them hate me. So, uh, what I keep, uh, reiterating to my brain is that we talked for a bit after the podcast, uh, was over. So, uh, she probably doesn't think I'm a monster or hate me. I don't know. I guess, I guess it's fine. Anyway, I'm really happy with that that conversation, and I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, anyway, back to some actual me time. This podcast is about me, goddammit. Let's not stop talking about other people. So I knew going into this fall semester that I was going to have a lot of... Um, uh, it was gonna, there was going to be a lot of big milestones, and I've said that a lot in the past. Um, you know, I graduate in December. Um, it's going to be the 10-year anniversary of my mom's death in December, I, uh, I'm, you know, <clears throat> I'm, at, I'm reaching the point, um, I'm, uh, a little over two months HRT now. I, um, it's getting to the point where the changes are not going to be as easily, uh, hidden anymore. So going into this semester, I knew that there was going to be, it was approaching time to finally start, uh, coming out in public. So, uh, yesterday and today, I actually came out to two of my professors who are sort of my favorite people. Uh, there are a handful of other people that I haven't come out to on campus that I need to, but I am not taking classes with them. So the opportunity hasn't arisen. But I um, um, one of them is a, a person who is basically the closest thing to a mentor that I have. And um, he was super cool about it, as I knew he would be. And I was very happy that he was that cool about it. Um, I, uh, and, and today I came out to another professor and he was super cool about it. And he's the, uh, he's, he's, he's just like this, one of the smartest people that I know. All of these professors are super smart. It's wonderful. I, um, yeah. So I came out to them as Sarah. I said, I'm transgender and I'm going, I'm slowly going by Sarah um, which was really intimidating to say. And I like had these big pregnant pauses beforehand. Um, but I also, you know, I said like, I, I don't know how accepting people in these classrooms are going to be, even though I'm pretty sure they'll be fine. So I want to be like in, in class, call me by my last name because I want to be in control of who knows. 
Because unfortunately, we live in a world where, or, or well, I live in a body where I can't just say, hi, my name is Sarah, and people not immediately be like, oh, so you're transgender. I, uh, uh, later, t- earlier today, after that meeting with um, one of my professors, uh, we had our sort of beginning of class, let's go around and say your name and major and what we're, what the fuck we're all doing here. And I, I was nervous and I kept making eye contact with the professor. Um, and when it came around to me, there was like a long pause as I'm like trying to make up my mind because it's so weird for somebody to be like, hey, call me my last name. It just doesn't, it seems weird. Um, but I, I panicked and I said that basically, you know, call me by my last name. And then I tried to like diffuse it because we were saying like, what's, what's your major? What's your favorite movie? And I'm, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm, you can call me my last name. Uh, uh, lately, I've been really into the films of Olivia Isaias, who made uh, a Personal Shopper and Claudia Sells Maria, both starring Kristen Stewart, who is a criminally underrated actress, best actress of the century. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so uh, that went well, I guess. Um, and then the next person picked up and it was fine. Another person came up to me afterwards and like, what was your name again? Um and I said, uh, 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 last name. She's like, oh, do you not like your first name? And I'm like, uh, 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 yeah, something like that. Um, so it's feeling this, this attempt to, to, to be stealthy and like not use my, uh, not, not use Sarah as my, as my public name, uh, is immediately falling under, uh, stress and seeming to be kind of a shallow gesture but that's how it goes. And I'm, I'm sure, I mean, one of the classes is literally about cultural representation and the other one's about gender and race and Western. So it's going to come up and me being me, I'm going to have shit to say at some point. But in more direct sort of news, I came out on Facebook with my name. I changed my name. I changed my name to Sarah, which is a big deal for me. Almost a bigger deal than anything else. Like, even just saying to people, hi, I'm transgender. I feel like that's something that's easy to say. And everybody's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Um, and then they just go about their business and nothing changes. But once you change your name, um, then things start getting real. And there's a weird element of it on Facebook where your name is what people see of you. Like those, those, those digital letters, that's you. So when you change your name there, that's like a big punch in the face. So I did a post like, um, old me is dead. Long live Sarah. And I got, uh, it's, it's at like 93 likes and a whole bunch of comments. So that's gone over really well. Um, my sister actually commented, uh, and called me sis. And that was like, sis is in the shortened version of sister, not sis is in cisgender. Um, and that was like, that, that made me feel really good. That was probably the highlight of my day. I, um, that was not something that I was expecting, uh, something that I even thought about really. So just having my sister call me sis was, was really gratifying and like, I don't know. Another step in sort of making it feel real. Um, and then one person in the comments said, you go girl. And, uh, he, uh, um, 
that kind of negated the whole thing. Uh, so, you know, it kind of equaled out at the end. So I wanted to end this episode with a, um, with, with just a sort of thought to, uh, uh, cisgender people out there, all of you who are listening. Um, if you're, if you're wondering, you have a transgender friend who's just come out or is still very early on in their transition. Maybe they've, uh, started HRT, but they haven't changed their name. Uh, maybe they haven't started HRT and aren't sure. Maybe they're just questioning and they don't know, uh, or any any stage, and you're wondering how to support them. Something that that does really have a concrete impact. What I can say is just as weird as it can feel. It's it's so important to uh, if somebody says, um, "Please call me Sarah now." Uh, use they, them pronouns or she, her pronouns uh, to just do that, to just do that and um, do that often. Not just like, you know, oh, OK, cool. That's your name now. And then just sort of like never one rarely uses a person's name in conversation um, or even uses pronouns in conversation with the person Um and those those terms are often used when the other person isn't in the room. So one thing that I feel like has helped me is that I have a handful of friends who have made it a point uh, to say my name when they see me, you know, hi, Sarah, or text me like, hey, Sarah, do you want to do this thing? And I cannot overstate how important that is because I think it's easy to feel like uh, you know, you when you're looking at it from the outside, if you're not transgender, somebody, you know, kicks open the closet door and says, I'm transgender and my name is Sarah. Uh, and you say, oh, your name is Sarah now. OK, cool. Well, hello, Sarah. But if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I have gone through a very long phase of like, not feeling comfortable with it and trying to be trying it on and not being sure if I even wanted people to call me that or if I ever wanted to change my name in the first place. I, uh, it's, it, it, I've, I know this is something that I've hammered on in the past, but it, it, it is literally a transition when you're, when you're transitioning and you don't, even when you've arrived at a name that you like, and you've just like the way that I did uh, that, like I knew, oh, Sarah is my name. It's not as simple as getting to that point and then saying, you know, please call me Sarah, because I felt ridiculous asking people to call me Sarah. I still kind of do. But when I had the, the heart to ask a few friends to do that, um, the more that they said it to me, the more real it felt and they probably said it more than anybody would in, in casual conversation. And there's a bit of judgment that has to go on here because there, there might come a point where somebody starts to feel really uncomfortable with that and that, you know, pay attention to that. But in my case, everybody seemed to be very attentive, or at least I just am oblivious to uh, my own discomfort. I don't know. But hearing hearing people repeat my name back to me in conversation, like naturally or, or say my pronouns is a huge part of what has given me the confidence to be where I am now, where I'm asking my family and my friends, uh, my professors 
to to call me by my new name and uh, honor my pronouns and um it's it, it really is if you're if you're if you if you're an ally if you have a friend who is transgender in this sort of position that's one of the most powerful things you can do and it's so small and you might think like it's it's uncomfortable it's easy to forget and if you forget don't don't turn it into a big thing just correct yourself and it's fine and get better don't like try to be better just be better just be aware of it because we're aware of it all of the time this thanksgiving i am actually going to indiana to be with my sister's family and my brother's family is coming with uh, and it'll be the first time that we've all been together in a very long time uh three or four years i want to say the first time that uh uh even my brother and and his wife and the, the their their family will have seen me uh, since I started HRT. I think the last time I saw them was around Christmas of uh, last year. So I've lost a lot of weight since then. I've been on HRT for two months. By the time that Thanksgiving rolls around, I'll have lost more weight, and I will have uh, been on HRT for five months. I'm already at the point where I'm wearing a bra, which I'm wearing right now. And um, uh, I'll just say that it's fun and nice and I like it. It's a sports bra. It's not like a big girl bra, but uh, it's it's comfy. Um, it felt like my shirt was hiking at my back for a long time, but I got used to it. Uh, the first day I wore it backwards the whole day. <laughs> so I just didn't check. It seemed really uncomfortable. And then I uh, put it on. I took it off and I saw the sort of. Uh, tag area and realized, oh, oh, that's what's wrong. And then I've been wearing it every day since then, and I like it. Um, uh, and I'll have more to bra in the future, in in three months. I, um, you know, I'm still frustrated with my uh, my facial hair as as always. I'm waiting. Uh, there have been some results from the uh, laser blast. I, uh, uh, in doing more research about like laser hair removal, there's a, suddenly a thread emerging that one should shave the day of their appointment. I'm thinking about going back to my laser hair removal episode and just editing that bit in because, um, it seems like the information is inconsistent and my results may have been less than they should have because I was following bad advice. So, Next appointment, I'm going to try shaving the day of, and we'll see how that goes. Anyway, you know, I'm still, I'm still, like, my beard is the biggest um, uh, obstacle between me and um, feeling like Sarah to other people. But it's, the way that it felt before was sort of um, a, a barrier to myself, like, I would look in the mirror and I wouldn't see her and I couldn't feel like I was her. Um, but something's changed. I'm at a point now where it feels more like something like something that I'm dragging along behind me more than anything or something that's slowing me down where I do see her and I do feel like her and I'm starting to really become that person and feel comfortable being that person. And the beard is something that I just know I have to be patient 
and and keep working at it and eventually it will go away one way or the other whether it's continuing laser or finally just breaking out the however many hundreds of dollars on electrolysis it is um it is astounding to me how, how far i've come uh, in such a short time and you know going to be with my siblings for the first time in a very long time. And we don't have much of a, of a relationship um, because they're, you know, more than 10 years older than I am. So we never, we didn't grow up together. Um, they've always been far off in the distance. So um, our relationship is sort of touch and go, I guess. But this is going to be a big thing for me. This is like... You know, not just my brother and my sister, but their spouses, their many, many children. <laughs> um, this will be the first time that they're all seeing me as Sarah and the first time that I'm going to be Sarah around them. And by this time, I'll hopefully be even more like presenting. And um, yeah, that's a big that's a big milestone in the future. Um but that's where we are. Anyway, um, how do I how do I end this? I kind of just went off on a tangent at the end there. Um, just keep at it, y'all. It takes time. It is a transition. It's not a snap of the fingers. And uh, it's good for you cisgender people to keep that in mind too. That a person who has doubts is not. Uh, somebody who is like invalid or, you know, slowing themselves down. It's a part of the process. And I would feel worse if I had pushed through those doubts without like, without thinking about them. If I had arrived where I am now too early, it could have, it could have hurt. Um, if I'd been trying to bite off more than I could chew, uh, more than I was ready for, it could have backfired and I could have uh, felt deeply uncomfortable and like turned back and you backslid on all of the progress that I've made. So when you're transitioning, just remember it is a transition, which implies time. So just let it go. Let time pass. everybody thank you for listening to another episode of the trans questioning podcast if you like what you heard and want to support me doing more why not support me on patreon patreon.com slash ltas every patron gets access to a 30 minute video essay that no one else in the universe gets to watch five dollars or more gets you access to all kinds of notes and scripts from all of the videos that i do and ten dollars or more gets you a name read aloud in the credits of my videos which is a cool thing but you're not here for videos you're here for the podcast so if you have questions or thoughts or stories that you want to share that maybe you want read out in another episode, send me an email, transquestioningpodcast at gmail.com. All one word. Uh, Last week, I read out some dumb spam mail, which was a lot of fun, but I would like to read some actual for real, real person mail. So send me some of that and we'll, we'll jam out to the beat of a new dawning new day. 
together, whatever that means. Once again, that email is transquestioningpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, it exists in the description of this video. You can also follow me on Twitter, the description of this podcast. My apologies. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at HMSNoFun and at TransQPodcast. Uh, the cover art is by Emily Bumgarner. The music is by Insane in the Rain. Thank you, as always, for listening. And I'm getting really fucking good at this, aren't I? All right, I'll see you next time.